0: You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Hello,
1: Riverdale gang.
0: Hello, gang. Welcome back to We're- the Critical Commentary Watch Long Podcast, uh, recorded here on the unceded territories of the Squamish, Musqueam, and Tsleil-Waututh Nations. Uh, we are your hosts. I'm Ryan.
1: And I'm Chloe, and we're here today with new tech, as always seems to be the case. Um, in this case, my recording equipment is the same, which is nice. I borrowed it from my friend who I used to be living with. But I'm on a new internet connection, and I'm in a brand new sound booth made of two duvets.
0: <laughs> um, t- tantalizingly, just across the street from me now. Like it
1: is very tantalizing. We're like, so COVID close yet is so weird.
0: So far, and outdoor recording just isn't a thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm indoors and under a duvet, which gives you a sense of, like, sound bleed in my apartment. You're definitely going to hear some <laughs> sirens. You may hear some cats meowing because they interpret this sound booth as, like, a little fun park for them to explore.
0: <laughs> Exciting. So we're we're trying all sorts of new things uh, this week as usual. Um, how can I segue that into the show? Um Veronica's crazy money
1: schemes. (laughs) (laughs) We should probably talk about um uh next week really quick.
0: Oh yeah. Um yes, uh we'll have a guest host next week, uh as our uh Chloe will be off uh doing a an intensive work contract. Yes. Um yeah, so uh, we'll have someone else on the show with you next week. I, I'm i pretty sure I know who. um, But I, I'll just. I never like to make a promise
1: until after we've. <laughs> That's fair. A surprise guest from Ryan's <laughs> past, or maybe his present, but definitely his future, because it's next week. Multidimensional Indeed. guest. Speaking of multidimensionality, there's our segue. <laughs> <laughs> There's our segue. How are we feeling about the maybe aliens?
0: Honestly, I'm 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 so here for it. What crazy, crazy, crazy shenanigans. Like, I believe we're gonna Scooby-do it. I fully believe it's a rubber mask. Right. Um but I am so so intrigued to see what fascinating acrobatic backbends they do to make it a rubber mask.
1: Yeah. It's (laughs) gonna be intriguing.
0: That's the game for me right now. Um, how is Riverdale gonna return to the status quo after this? (laughs) They (laughs) got back from the bear attack, they got back from their own private pandemic before the pandemic. They clearly bounced back from the pandemic because that's just a blip. Um, yeah. So, how are they going to get back to it? I there was like a
1: self isolating joke going.
0: Yes, that, yes, that, uh, Cheryl. That was, I guess that's only in our vocabulary in a real way because of pandemic times, huh?
1: Yeah, I didn't know if it was meant to be a reference or not, but, uh, I did notice it the word stuck out to me maybe it's just because i am a pandemic audience member not because there is any sense of the pandemic in (laughs) the town of riverdale it's hard to say Uh,
0: so what else do we got uh in this week's shenanigans um i liked betty's overall um in that i feel like she was a plot and i didn't feel horrified with their handling of the subject matter and content yet
1: no, I don't feel horrified either. Um, I The two things I noticed were this... They're sort of playing with um, something the adults in there... When these kids were teenagers, these kids... They're mm-hmm. supposed to be about our peers now. Um, like five or six younger than us. Um, uh, something I noticed was these... Um, There was this line being played with where last, last in old-timey Riverdale, let's just call it that, in Riverdale 1.0, the kids were Mm -hmm. just adults. And in this one, there's a little bit of that, but there's a bit more like, since you're kids, how do we make this plot advance? Like, how do I get you to work for me? Or how do I turn you into the volunteer fire department? And I loved this whole, like, Mm -hmm. thing from Kevin and Fangs being like, we really should have just stepped up and not made the kids do it. It's like, yes, that's what you needed in your childhood. <laughs> it's true.
0: Uh, it's yeah, that's a very nice self reflexive um thing that I didn't quite pick up on. That yeah, we've shifted perspective. We're with we're with the intermediate now generationally. Oh boy. I have noticed in um casting, I feel like they've cast the hot I feel like they've cast younger extras and day, day players for, uh, high schoolers now. Um, rather than, rather than bothering to age up any of our, or lead cast in much of a, of a visible way. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like they did a little bit of visual, uh, retooling in the, the age jump, but like makeup scheme retooling or like letting Archie have thicker eyebrows or, uh, you know, Tony yeah. is the one person who looks drastically different to me. And that's honestly just because the pregnancy and yeah. the really slick braids right now, but those yeah, things are they've... both temporary.
1: <laughs> yeah. I feel like, I feel like they've aged Jughead well, but in that very like, I'm mm. in my mid twenties, but I think I'm haggard cause I've seen some stuff way and I, it's really working for me. I think it's fun, a fun choice for that character.
0: You're right. You're right. I, I completely forgot about Jughead and the fact that he does look like he's decomposing in a very normal 20s artist uh, way.
1: Yeah. I also began to carry I, out I the definitely stakes.
0: noticed the, the bicep scars or tats um, sticking out of yeah. his, his uniform this episode. And such a look. Sorry, the stakes.
1: No, I was just going to say, I feel like we were um, talking about things that worked for us this episode, and I think I finally really care about the stakes. Um, I felt very, like, um, what's the word I want? What I thought was kind of cool mm. about Veronica's plot was this choice to include the kids in this scheme. Like, it felt very Teen Vogue. You know how Teen Vogue was, like, meandering along, being, like, a fan rag for a while, and then suddenly it was like, we're now the leader of the free press, yeah, um,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I think it's Philip Picard is one of the editors. I just yeah, like hey, let's give teens access to legitimate sex education and contemporary conversations about consents and things you're not getting in any curriculums. It's exactly. Time.
1: And I did I like for a little bit there was like a a moment where I started like I think th- I think there was a bit of a I think I was having a little trouble caring about the overarching plot of Let's Save Riverdale. And now that there's a little bit of um, teaching their teen audience about how to save a town in decline with creative ideas, um, I'm I'm a lot more on board. I think that's really fun.
0: There's a little bit of a a more contemporary topical dig than they've allowed themselves to uh, really do in so far like a lot of the critique of vintage Riverdale of high school Riverdale um a lot of it roots in vintage Americana and eras and genres and periods um Mm -hmm. and we we very occasionally step into the very contemporary um Tony Tony's Land Back Protest um is one of rare examples um but yeah, it's it's interesting to see them take on a very broad contemporary topic, uh, without isolating it to a very special episode and just letting it beat in the core of this season. Um, yeah, and Veronica's what I loved and noticed about Veronica's um, engagement today, uh, as she brought the old old fire truck and as she crunch numbers was a mm-hmm. very neat moment of watching individual wealth be insufficient as an agent of change um individual Ooh. privilege be insufficient on its own that really um juiced up my socialist pistons and uh, got the engine going <laughs> with excited ideas um yeah that yeah
1: yeah, I feel that. I, I think you're tapping into something really cool that this season is doing, which is I think in some ways very – what is the word I want? I The word that's on the tip of my tongue actually is very American in a way that I don't see very much anymore. And what I mean when I say mm-hmm. that is like the – The idea of the United States of America in, like, um, the speech that uh, George Bailey gives the board toward the beginning of uh, It's a Wonderful Life, Um, Hmm. it feels a lot Hmm. more like that kind of America can be a not terrible place if we all work together kind Hmm. of sentiment. And I'm very I'm very skeptical of that. Like, I do feel that the colonial system in Canada and the United States is fundamentally broken. I don't know if we... I don't know if us all working together to use the system um, uh, works. But I do think mm-hmm. that if we all work together and look at the system and get creative about how we can... Uh, how we can survive in it. I think that there's Ooh. an interesting message there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on board. I'm really on board for, for what <laughs> I think Riverdale is trying to do here. Plus, there's aliens. I don't know. Should we jump in? <laughs> um,
0: I, I want to riff just a little bit more, because yeah, we haven't even riff. touched Archie yet. And Archie oh, yeah. um, Archie got interesting to me this time in, in some really familiar ways. Uh, volunteer firefighting and the uh, you know, missing infrastructure, again, as a statement, as a theme. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit shocked every time Riverdale just up and acknowledges this missing infrastructure. Um, even that I coming from a relatively wealthy rural area take so for granted. Um, Mm. but, but which is, a drastic, drastic problem in, in a, a great number of, of, Canadian American and Mexican communities all around the continent. Um, it's, it's interesting. Like our volunteer fire department never lacked for staff. There were always people in positions of being able to volunteer. And mm-hmm. even thinking now there's a great, great deal of community infrastructure that is essential that runs so heavily on, the volunteerism of farm spouses, of parents who have flexible jobs and su- and you know, some some resources, uh, the, the like local in successful middle class is there's an interesting economic driver there uh, when when the charity sector dries up when the volunteerism dries up because of, because of mm. poverty, because of social breakdown, because of economic decline. That's um, really and it's, it, it is a thing that's happening now, uh, in my home community as oil has dropped off drastically as a, as a money-making industry in the last, uh, three or four years in particular. And, I don't know what's happening with the infrastructure back there, Um, but I know the the local radio station nearly failed. Um, The local French-language radio station, which uh, also has been expanding into uh, Cree and and Dene programming, uh, sort of fell apart and needed to be picked up by a community volunteer group. Um, Likewise, there are um, multiple community centers that serve as you know, essential infrastructure disaster support areas, uh, though in day-to-day there might be a wedding venue or, uh, uh, something like that, which, come to think of it, are mostly not-for-profits and volunteer board run. Um, it would be, there's, in, in this, uh, episode in Inarchie's role here, there's an interesting cautionary statement about the fragility, uh, especially of the Riverdale we were introduced to. The very, um economically contained, reasonably thriving, uh, sort of little, little city, little town of season one.
1: Yeah, that's really interesting. I think that, I think there is a big link to the first season and a big link to like real, real North American stories that I think it's really Mm -hmm. cool that you're, you're noticing and tapping into. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: let's let's uh it's 11 years ago season 1 in this world is 11 years ago so whatever whatever our time is whatever time is in riverdale um we saw the early decline of fred andrews' business now fred is a local uh medium sized business sole proprietor sole operator a lot of local businesses and a lot of businesses in small communities are really functioning on, on one individual or family who operate them. And there is often no secession, uh, in place. So often core, um, services, um, mechanic services, repair services, um, specialty heating care, one person might, uh, who might be serving a region, retire, and suddenly there are gaps And there's no safety net for these, these market solved solutions. And that's, that's for like, that's for, you know, private infrastructure, but that, that starts to bleed out into broader public systems. You know, if there's no local construction crew, um, what are your options for, for repair work on your roof? What are your options for... For uh, replacing the, a house after a fire, um, it becomes exported. Your money goes out uh, and doesn't pay local people. And I, I was fascinated by the the intersection what brought Veronica brought in with her um, schemes, uh, her wonderful economic economic schemes this session. Okay, yeah, I think it makes I've ripped up.
1: <laughs> Yeah, it makes me want to look up that town in Oregon, which I think is a real place. I think that's a true story, so maybe that'll be a little homework for the two of us. We can see if
0: uh, yeah, um, if I that's a, a real thing. Of, a little bit of googling um, at a quick glance, the town of Hepner in Morrow County, Oregon, looks to be uh, a, a, a more recent version. There's uh, a couple of towns in California, North Bend. Um, Prismo Beach. So it, it it looks like it's a model that's been used a few times contemporarily, but also historically over the last two hundred years. In um, when you know at different economic states of of development, it's it's been a successful tool in the past for keeping resources within a community long enough for that community to, I guess. Gestate a little bit more, uh, mm. get get a little help and infrastructure back. Um, I what I what is missing in a lot of these quick Google searches is much on outcomes, so I actually can't speak to that. But um, like many broad collective community and socialist and decentralized municipal based ideas, um, a pilot project can be wildly successful, and then it might fall into the abyss forever because. Larger systems do nothing with the successful pilots. That's been like three yeah. basic income pilots in Canada in the last decade. But anyway, wow. That's, that's okay, I'll get off my soapbox. Let's start. The, let's start the show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love a soapbox. Ryan, soapboxes are one. I'm often in agree w- agreement with you, but uh, and two, uh, I love them. Okay, let's. Um, Start this. I noticed that the Warner Brothers uh, jingle has changed. Did you notice okay. that?
0: Yeah, it's 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 weird. I don't know how to sing it anymore.
1: Yeah. All <laughs> right. Well, we'll just, we'll, we'll anyway, freestyle.
0: Uh, queuing up your Netflixes or DVRs or other <laughs> other files. Uh, let's count you in on three, three, two, two, one.
1: one go. I'll let you take on that Warner Brothers uh, jingle.
0: Oh no, I'm like I'm like two seconds behind you, Chloe. It's gonna be trash forever.
1: Trash forever.
0: <laughs> I'm not gonna make the. I'm not gonna make everyone else uh, stop. What I'm gonna do is jump ahead ten seconds and then pause for eight. That's totally
1: okay if that feels like the right choice to you.
0: I'm a rebel. Anyway, we're roughly in sync. <laughs> Hi, Archie.
1: Um,
0: what's what's neat about this is local history knowledge becomes relevant and integral Mm. to the revitalization of this community. Um, it's literally down to looking through old photos and like that kind of archival infrastructure mostly lives in people's garages. Um, I was lucky enough to have Mm. a, um, a archival society of, uh, French-Canadian families, uh, settler families that existed in one of the towns near me, uh, that was very easy to access. Um, but that's super rare and that, yeah, it's valuable info that can just vanish if we don't archive it. And that's public infrastructure.
1: Yeah, truly.
0: So, so box, so box away. Dead bodies. Hi nikolai
1: hi nikolai. <laughs> um something I really liked about um the the stories of missing people in this episode mm. is that um often there is a lot of i just sorry I just realized that hiram Hiram is practicing his golf shot in this yep. office. I didn't notice that last time um yep. <laughs> I gonna say oh yeah um that that often with a missing person's case the the family is the person doing the work um and Mm, I mean lucky Polly she has a mm -hmm. sister who's an FBI agent but um I thought that was very true to life I thought that was kind of a fun fun choice for Riverdale to uh to to Mm. do that because I think it I think it's very real that families are it often falls to families to do a lot of yeah it really punctuates for their missing family members Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Um, yeah, the weight, it, it, it punctuates and adds to the weight of the story, I think for me, because that, yeah, you're right. That's a very true thing. Um, and even when you have an FBI agent and the sheriff deeply personally engaged, there may be no resources at hand for something Mm. like searching for a body, especially a, um, you know, a, a, a cold case body.
1: Yeah. Um. So how do how do we? I uh, first of all. Okay. So this is the first instance of um. Potential edge of kids being treated as adults, adults being like kids. You know, like this sexy dance that the new cheerleading. Coach comes in and does as like a dance off with one of the girls. I don't know. I just didn't. This was the one moment where I was like, "Ooh, I don't know about this. I don't know how I feel about this." But I do think it's fun to this watch. This is one hundred percent
0: hyperbole. Yes.
1: <sighs> yeah, but I do think it's fun to watch Tony know exactly what Cheryl, Cheryl needs to get like get back on her game. You know.
0: Yes that that is true. Um, and I, I'm not bothered by this choreo at all um partially because i cut my cut my teeth on glee and even looking back to season one this feels less sexualized and more athletic a dance mm. number. like let's watch this again um this like look at the stunts madeline patch pulls here um this is not pretty choreography And this is not pretty cinematography. We're not focusing on sexualized body parts. We are moving athletically like a sports shot.
1: That's interesting that you point that out because, like, as someone who's attracted to women, um, I Mm -hmm. found this dance extremely sexual. Um, (laughs) But um, I do think that you're tapping into something true here, like this big leg thing that Madeline Petch does. um, You do see... You do mm. see two people kind of like that, for example, very sexualized. Um, you do, for a sec you do see these two people kind of mm. like figuring each other out. a really, front kick. And, um, I think we're a little out of sync. I, I was thinking yeah. of the booty yeah. shake. Um, I do. Um, I do <laughs> see that there's a moment uh, yes, here that. where these two, these two cheerleaders, like the the HBIC high school level and the HBIC senior. In this mm-hmm. case, Cheryl are kind of, like, figuring each other out and becoming friends. And I think you're right. Mm-hmm. I think there is a desexualized element to this moment as well.
0: hmm Certainly comparing it to to past dance numbers, which have also depended on high school cheerleaders, both in this show and others. Um, thinking mm-hmm. of the, the sexy prison dance that Veronica and Cheryl oh, God, did. God, yeah. <laughs>
1: the
0: sexy prison dance.
1: Oh, yeah. I forgot about concepts like sexy prison dances. Maybe I blocked them. You know? <laughs> yep. Uh, I really liked this outfit on Veronica. I thought it was a really, really good costuming choice. <laughs>
0: I, I'm amused by this constant name-dropping to Katie Keene and the fact that they've kept it up even after the cancellation of Katie Keene makes it cute and entertaining again to me.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. It becomes
0: just, just Veronica. A Veronica tick.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's fun. Oh, man. This outfit on Veronica. This outfit.
0: Yes, this is, this is like vintage Hermione style.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Very Hermione. I really liked how they costumed Veronica in this episode.
0: I agree. I liked a lot of a Veronica this episode. I, her, her approaches feel more responsible than usual, even while being kind of a reckless teacher by throwing 50 grand around with children.
1: Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> that's one of those moments where you're like, is this person doing this for themselves, or are they actually investing in these kids? Are they saying, okay, there's no resources, mm-hmm. I have resources, let's invest? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't. It's a fascinating it's very object. Very hyperbolic. Lesson.
0: Yeah, like it's, there's no curriculum to it. She's winging curriculum. These these children would not pass standardized testing on economics. No. But they are learning practical skills. And in more of a, like, Montessori-type approach to uh, secondary education.
1: So, um, I'm not quite sure if we're in sync, but how I'm at, on the front porch with Archie and his buddy. Yeah, with Jackson. Who has a gun on his shoulder. Um, and I mm-hmm. I don't know. I found the use of firearms in this episode really, really interesting. Because I felt like the use of firearms in old riverdale mm. riverdale 1.0 like the inc- the incidents i can think of are handguns for one thing
0: mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. and they're all very like oh we oh no we got this like illegally and and it's very hush hush and it's very kind of hyperbolized and the guns felt very like normal and regular and adult in this mm-hmm. episode reggie's just kind of carrying one on his shoulder and this guy just turns up
0: mm-hmm.
1: on a front porch with a rifle over his shoulder which is legal right. in many states in the union, um, mm-hmm. but I did, I did find it interesting that nobody comments on it and nobody talks about it, and that feels like a very distinct choice to mm-hmm. me.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. What the the norm has been shifted somewhat. Yeah. Um, level of violence. Yeah. I mean, we we do have also an Archie your, who served in war.
1: Also, your mom, Kevin.
0: Yes, I thought that same thing. What? Dang Is your it mom just continuity. Out of your life?
1: Are we going to get that storyline? Give Kevin more storyline. Um I did find this little like uh civilians moment really really kind of cute and very true to life I think of um from from I don't I don't know that many folks who've served in either the Canadian or the American Army, but I do feel like there's a little element of like oh civilians like they just don't take any responsibility. <sighs> Blech. You know.
0: Agreed, agreed. It, it, but I'll take it because they are following up with service to the community directly. Hey Chloe, I'm going to turn my video off and see if that helps us sync better.
1: <laughs> Great.
0: Um this, this mom was fantastic. This uh this day player mom, I really, really, really enjoyed her performance. Hmm. I, I think it added a lot to the weight of this um how this plot is was handled and is being handled, Miss Harper.
1: Um, that's a good point. Um, I Now that you've said that, I'm imagining the episode without this mom. Um, like if it's just Tony talking about um, a woman that she was the social worker for. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, you're right. I don't think it would, it would have the same level of um, emotional weight. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. For a split second, I thought Cheryl was reading um, a magazine with herself on the cover. And I think... Um, Madeline Petch was just on the cover of a magazine. I was like, ooh, that's fun, Meta. <laughs> but I'm wrong. I don't think that's her. Oh, uh, this suit on Veronica.
0: It is fantastic. Veronica's costuming is on point this season. And now that I'm looking for it, I keep seeing synergy with, with Hermione's styles.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, <sighs> yeah
0: so r r o t c
1: yeah so this was an this was a moment where i felt like there was about to be like the deputizing moment in uh in mm-hmm. the old season where um fp just like made all the teenagers deputies which i hated um yep where archie's like okay like yeah you're allowed to do this but you have to be a certain age and you have to get your parents consent and in the end, it gets foiled by the principal, by an adult who's like, no. <laughs> no, no.
0: Who's finally being a responsible adult. Yeah. Now that there's no cult.
1: <laughs>
0: that cult did a number on Weatherby. But it seems to have worked for the better for his response. His, 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 I don't know. what. We- yay, Weatherby. Step up, Weatherby, because... I mean... I don't know if 16 is actually a legal age for volunteering for volunteer fire departments or not. I do not know.
1: Yeah, I don't know either. I know that, I mean, there's definitely states where you can get married with parental consent at 16. So, I mean, that's the rest of your life. So is running into a burning building. I don't know. It tracks to me.
0: Also, they're children in a junior army program. So apples yeah. and apples or something.
1: Yeah. Apples and crab um, apples. Yeah, yeah. Exactly that's funny um, I had a thought here and I don't remember what it was oh yeah this is the moment where I started getting interested in this in this storyline because I, I sense that these teenagers are in like obviously their characters written for a TV show but I I think I would be I would have been yes. interested in this as a teenager like this feels like a very DIY we're gonna fix our town kind of. Attitude mm-hmm. that I think is really cool. I think that's really fun. Mm-hmm. There's not I, very also, much oxygen um, in this um, sound booth I've made for myself, so I'm yawning a lot. I'm really sorry, <laughs> Riverdale Gang.
0: Um, really, I really enjoyed Camila Mendez's performance in that scene as well, uh, the second pass through. Really, um, she spoke with such confidence and with such a um, contained version of Veronica's strength. You know, um like she was she looked like a good teacher. She spoke like a good teacher. And it was yeah. it was well supported by the cast. But uh she gave up, you know, a a, a a recognizable teacher speech. She was good yeah. at the job. It was yeah. nice. Um the wildness of an FBI agent recruiting a gang a local gang to help search for missing persons. And like, yep.
1: Yeah. It's very that's Riverdale.
0: Not unlikely.
1: <laughs> but yeah. also, yep. That's not terribly unlikely.
0: <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Oh, I love all this plot for a pregnant woman that has nothing to do with her pregnancy. Loving it. Riverdale.
0: Yeah. I was a There's little disappointed we this... didn't get proper pregnancy choreography because there are, but um, it, it wouldn't be yeah. the kind of dance off that they were gunning for.
1: Yeah, but. I also like there is. I uh, first of all, um, I loved this flashback scene. I thought it was really, oh gosh, really yes. strong. And this actor who plays young Pop, very, very handsome. And yes. Um, yeah I just thought this I thought this sequence was really fun. the so thing rang very true to me about um the like Jughead and Tabitha interviewing pop. I don't really know what exactly, but the just the tone of the scene felt very real to me mm. like a, a real kind of I don't know, it just really I don't know. I don't really know what it was, but something about the scene really worked for me. This whole it- sequence I really thought was fun.
0: It's a great first-hand recollection. Um, mm-hmm. The narration, you know, Pop, Pops is describing this as I would expect, you know, my my great uncle or my my grandmother to tell a story, uh, but a little more cleaned up, a little smoother, um, and yeah, there's there's a lot about this that works. I think a lot banks on Pop Tate's performer <laughs> his delivery, yeah, but. Um, yeah, that this this very smooth flashback. Um, I loved Nana Blossom. I I loved that Nana Blossom is this, in this and it also makes me think who are these other four?
1: Oh yeah, that's a good point.
0: Uh-huh. There are limited other seniors in Riverdale.
1: Well, that are the other four that that guy in, the buddies of that guy in the woods who didn't make it?
0: Good, good question. I I assumed this would be different Mothman, but I'm not. Oh sure.
1: yeah, maybe. I ju- I sure. actually don't know. I, That's I, a real I... question.
0: Mothman or Mothmen? Unclear. The fact that it's aliens and Mothmen both going on also unclear. Nana Blossom, I love this. I love this choice of young Nana Blossom and giving Nana Blossom more creepy stories. That woman has lived.
1: Yeah. Um, I really liked... Uh, it was interesting while we were doing this... In all these sequences with Archie and these volunteer firefighters and his vet mm-hmm. buddy and this FDNY um, uh, firefighter. Um, I was thinking what you were saying a few episodes ago about rituals of masculinity. Mm. Um And... Uh, this episode, uh, like, used to make me, or sorry, this episode kind of made me think of the Queer High episode where they um, they redo a, a fire station. I don't know if you've seen it, and they help them organize a fundraiser to raise money for their for their fire for, or firefighting um, department. Um, their fire force. Who knows what it means. Mm-hmm. Um, I
0: don't think I and know that one.
1: Yeah, just like the positive masculinity <laughs> of that episode, and the positive masculinity in this episode mm. of um, training and teamwork and looking out for each other. Right, like sports and
0: teamwork, exercise and these mask these these very mask vibe en- activities, um, working towards a a a real tangible goal, working towards a stronger firefighting force. And, like, there's, there's also no reason that this is monogendered, apparently, that it's, it appears to be uh, all male-presenting people in this volunteer fire force. That, mm-hmm. you know, they could work on that. But, um, especially because they're, they did that weird shot of, oh, yeah, a girl on the football team just last episode. But anyway... Um, yeah, yeah. the 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 purposefulness and me- mandate of the activity is interesting. Like they're working mm-hmm. towards something very real and important. Ooh, injury. yeah.
1: Um, I I th- I liked this moment where Tony was like, "Oh no, this backfired on me. This plan." Yeah. Um, and
0: Tony grounds us with how we should actually treat
1: children. Yeah
0: takes it right like back they are children. and tony is increasingly anchoring the norm okay this swamp this swamp threw me because it looks so um like home
1: <laughs> yeah i know it it does it looks it's so british columbian and it is i mean i assume it is yeah
0: like that fog is that fog is undoubtedly post a lot of the fogging. Um. But that marsh, that swamp, it just looks so pretty. Look at all the moss. That's, um, and it's largely because for this show, I've been digging and Googling into Appalachian, into Appalachian everything. Oh, this fantastic podcast I just started called, um, Old Gods of Appalachia. Um, that is, uh, 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 a, a horror alternate alter, it, It's a horror folklore. Uh, narrative fiction piece just
1: oh uh, I want it I want it send yeah, it me
0: high recommend um but also that the this doesn't look like that Appalachia <laughs> like right. the Googling it looks like home Pacific Northwest with all the moss and fog yeah pring.
1: the Appalachian uh, the, BC is very rugged in a very very particular way and honestly mm. the best time I've seen it stand in for something that wasn't BC was in Brokeback Mountain, actually, when it stood in for Alberta, because Alberta and BC, parts of Alberta <laughs> do look like BC.
0: Um, we share it's, mountains. I think, it's very,
1: I think it's very hard to make um, the land that we refer to on a map as British Columbia look like anything other than, like, Middle Earth or itself. You know what I mean? Um, so and I think it adds like I think when we get that like what time is Riverdale set in where is it that kind of mythic quality we mm-hmm, mm-hmm. part of that is because it's shot here I I think maybe I'm just yeah. really proud of where I'm from I don't know but
0: <laughs> I mean part of that is the active zeitgeist of so many bits of media being filmed here that all eras are represented here in some version you know we 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 give fake Toronto LA Vancouver versions yeah. of it most places right Georgia increasingly Atlanta, increasingly, <laughs> plays a lot of other cities. I'm talking over Dear Nana Blossom. Awesome. Gosh. This scene was so fun. I love fun. that they, they know what they've got with this character.
1: Yeah. And I love I love this business thing like Jug had to do th- of, like, and was it cremated? <laughs> like, he knows. <laughs> 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 uh. Would maple syrup this... preserve something? It wouldn't. It's sugar. It would just eat it
0: does sugar no sugar sugar is a preservative
1: is it i mean i did a science experiment well actually this is a bad example i did a science experiment for my science fair with my friend alex in grade eight where we mm-hmm. um put a bunch of our teeth like that we lost as kids in different types okay. of soda pop and watched how quickly they decayed um but there's other stuff in soda I... pop other than sugar so bad example
0: yeah soda the the carb- bicarbonate acid and the, the calcium of the teeth is mm-hmm. is acid soluble? I think. Um, yeah.
1: Also, they were young. Like, but they were like baby teeth, or not baby teeth. They were like young young person teeth. They were pre adult teeth. Yeah, well, I guess that's baby teeth.
0: Same. Which functionally same. I think. I think they're the same composition of, of minerals. Oh, that's how much I care about Hiram. Less... Teeth composition I don't know anything. better than yeah.
1: Hiram. Sorry, let's not talk about Hiram. Let's talk about. Rituals of masculinity and Hiram being, finally, for me, an interesting villain. He finally makes sense to me as a villain. I don't know what it is. Something about him aging and still kind of grasping onto this, like, one piece of real estate that he has any control over. And, you know, his frustrated attempts Mm -hmm. to, like, make his daughter feel small. Something about it is finally working for me.
0: I did forget that this was his last fiefdom, basically. Uh, his kingdom yeah, I think, has been inherited by his heirs.
1: Yeah, I think that that's very. I think that's part of it. Oh man, I want Hermosa to come back and start stirring the pot. That was such a fun character that they should make more <laughs> use of. Um, this, I, think
0: I like her percolating right now. I don't. I'm. I'm excited for her to be a big swing player at some point. Yes, this Earl, this Earl.
1: Yeah, I. Um, we've moved on to Betty and her maybe boyfriend situation here. Um, I don't, know, not a boyfriend. Definitely just a little fling situation. But anyway, all this to say is that, One um, act. I feel like Archie would have kept that building open as a shelter. It just seemed like an odd moment to me in some ways. I know it's to establish the character so that we care about him when he burns alive. Mm. But, uh, Yeah. Man, well, I remember that, that he made FBI no agent. plans
0: or backups. Yeah. Because serial killers would chase you? Yeah. That tracks. More likely, white supremacists would chase you.
1: I think it's more the stakes of the job. <laughs> I think I'd find the stakes <laughs> of the job hard. But, I mean, yeah, that's probably not all the like life and this. Death a lot thing. of it's probably just paperwork for hours. <laughs> yeah, and Benny a lot of it is like...
0: A lot of it, honestly, is monitoring climate activists.
1: <laughs> I know. Ugh. I just listened no to this. No small amount. Um, yeah, I'm sure it is. Well, it's interesting. I just listened to this uh, um podcast about um, the cops infiltrating anti-G20 um protests back in whenever that was
0: mm-hmm.
1: in Toronto. And mm-hmm. One, a couple of them were really bad at it, and the activists figured it out. Um, I don't know. It's just fascinating to me what what the state thinks of as a threat.
0: Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway. Mm-hmm.
1: I love Reggie, Reggie in this beautiful, moral. flawless suit, wandering around with a rifle in a swamp. And maybe secretly working for the good guys.
0: I, I, I mean, he's he's flippable. I believe Reggie is flippable.
1: <laughs> yes. I would
0: never say he's with the good guys necessarily.
1: Yeah, do we think where what, what do we think is his D&D alignment?
0: Um hmm. Neutral. He's he's neutral.
1: Yeah, but like neutral lawful, neutral chaotic?
0: Oh, lawful, absolutely. Look at how he gravitates to powerful structures. Hiram, Veronica, Hiram, Veronica. uh, Dad's uh, used car shop resource gang. Hiram, Veronica, football team, football team. Ah, I can lead the football team. Ah, I'm just a lieutenant. He's He's a a lawful, lawful, low-level man. And I say that Um, with love. I love what they've done with Reggie.
1: I have a very funny story for you ryan i want you to keep watching but my uh oh no it didn't carry on we're good nothing happened Mm -hmm. nothing happened (laughs) we're fine (laughs) my uh my full screen of netflix just disappeared for a moment and i was like that's it i've lost my internet but we're fine (laughs) everything's fine um of course hiram would Yeah. yeah how did veronica not think that hiram would do this
0: I mean, he didn't. It turns out he didn't. That's the funny thing to me here. It turns out he didn't. It, there, it, it was oh. just a flaw with the children.
1: <laughs> I thought he hired those kids. That was the connection I made. But I think you're right. He didn't. It was mm. uh, those kids just doing it all on their own. Because sometimes kids I'm try and I am interested in the by the system. little drops
0: of... Um, I'm interested in the little bits of Hiram's plot that were hinted, not because I care, but because it tells me there's some more going on in the background that mm-hmm. he is distracted from and is worried about being distracted from. Um, I also like that he, he and Veronica now have a banter as adults. Um, it was mm-hmm. petty when he was competing with his 17 year old daughter. Now that he's mm-hmm. going toe to toe with his 25 year old daughter, who's lived a little, Um, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's less evil, ridiculous to me.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think that's part of why I like him as a villain now. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's part of it. Um, I loved this scene between Tony and Cheryl, by the way. Um.
0: Important thesis statements.
1: I gotta say, Riverdale gang, I'm sorry to distract, but there's been sirens, and I've dropped my headphone, and I dropped something on the table. Like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry that we're an indie podcast at the height of a pandemic working with limited audio equipment. I'm just so sorry. <laughs> anyway, this let's go back world. to this. Yeah, this is a great Petty scene. Revenge. I think both of these two people do well with this dialogue, which I like. Um, mm-hmm. It's very in—it's, like, well-written in genre, I would say. Um mm-hmm. And Cheryl's response to Tony being like, listen, get over yourself and your tiny violin is, you're so cruel. Like, it was just very, like, all the beats worked yeah. for me.
0: I I enjoyed the tension and chemistry between these characters and seeing them play some scenes out that aren't about their relationship, but obviously are.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, the
0: undercurrent of their relationship as people, not even romantically, uh... Is really neat that that dynamic. Um, I like that she's caught immediately because this was a terrible plan.
1: Yeah, <laughs> just hawk it all, Cheryl. None of it's making you happy.
0: Move mm-hmm. into the
1: five seasons down the hall from Veronica with Anna Rose. I'm sure it's accessible for her wheelchair. <laughs> uh.
0: Um, what do we think of Jackson? Um,
1: I, again, I thought back to these rituals of masculinity where mm-hmm. the the ritual is sort of reinvented a little in this episode. And Archie, like, says, you know, we're in this together and embraces him and, like, you know, gives him that closeness and that support. Um, mm-hmm. I, that felt th- – those felt like cool choices to me. But I don't know – and I like how he talks about the war. It's very aligned with, like, my politics. So on a personal level, I, like – feel Mm -hmm. good about the fact that he's like corporate greed in the middle east is why we fought that war you know um Mm -hmm. but um but i don't know i don't really know if i'm qualified to speak on characters who are vets like it's i think it's a really hard storyline to write well and like gets pigeonholed as stereotype a lot i feel like i've seen the ex vet Mm -hmm. who wants to get the guys that killed all his buddies by sending them to a war zone i feel like i see that I feel like I've seen that before, and I don't, I don't know. I don't right. really know how to, like, comment on it. I do appreciate the fact that a lot of American teenagers see the military as, like, a, a, a an option in a way that I think a lot of Canadian teens, it doesn't occur to them because our military is so much smaller. So I appreciate that the consequences of mm-hmm. coming home from a war being talked about in this show for teenagers, I appreciate that. I don't know. Th- those are my thoughts. What, what do you think? Yeah. Also, I loved the scene. I thought this was I, a great scene for Charles Melton. Carry on.
0: A, agreed. 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 Um, yeah. I liked the emphasis and energy put on, um, put on recovery, on learning how to like le- going to supported living. Like I, I mm. used to work in supported living for a very different demographic, but. Um, looking at the tangible realities of like the basic skills and emotional struggles that you're dealing with, with PTSD or with a major life change, um, is a neat place to put all of that energy, um, when they could have used it to drive a more tropey story or a more cliche story if they wanted to, I think I've seen a lot of films use PTSD and use, uh, a, a, a soldier's trauma and experience as a driving mystery force to motivate mm. whatever grand story or plot they want to tell. Um, but in this case, we're, we're, we are motivating only reflection in on these vets, these men who've experienced terrible things. And that's refreshing to me.
1: Yeah. I I feel overall good. Mom is grounding. Yeah, Mom is grounding. Yeah. I love that. (laughs) Tabitha's like, I'm here for this, but now there's a barrel of maple syrup and alien in my diner.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Jughead's Life, Tabitha.
1: Yeah, truly.
0: Welcome to Riverdale, honestly.
1: I love that I'm he doesn't ju- think of Dr. Curdle Jr. I feel like Dr. Curdle Jr. could do wonders with this strange corpse and would be so here for this weird moment.
0: <laughs> oh, you're right. I mean, we're both thinking of what Nikolai could do with this strange corpse as a scene partner as well. That's I guess that's true, I, yes. I, <laughs> Um. Also if they brought in Dr. Curdle Jr. to deal with this, they'd probably have to off him immediately after to continue the mystery.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's
0: true. I'm really that letting Tabitha true. as a scene partner with Dr. Yeah, Pan, I, I am too. Also she, say.
1: She was a little pigeonholed in terms of sidekick this episode, but I, I don't mm. think we're staying there, which makes me feel good.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm cool with her tagging along with some Jughead shenanigans and getting the lay of the land of Jughead's life.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Uh, what red fingerprints you have. This is... <laughs> yeah.
0: This Out is damn spot. Don't say our class. This, is,
1: I, this was an interesting choice, because it's a very teachable moment.
0: Mm-hmm. This is also what I thought in the first scene as, you know, this is this is silly. If in the real world you gave kids 50 grand, some of them are not going to use it responsibly. Um, But of course, this will be about Hiram and Riverdale shenanigans. But surprise, no, it's about teens being teens.
1: Man, I don't, I watch this like I finished watching this about a half an hour before we started podcasting and I didn't I didn't take this moment in at all. I wonder if like, I had my phone out or something, but I really like this hmm. scene a lot more now.
0: Yeah, second pass. I mean, for me, digesting the the complete picture of the the economic mm-hmm. bubble and Teacher Veronica has been uh, has been neat. Um, hmm. This this um, this episode take some twists with with these plot lines that are surprising. With Jackson, with what is the, you know, he's going to go shoot Hiram. Why? Because he lost VA supports for no good reason.
1: Yeah, I mean, (laughs) people have gone on killing sprees for less. I'm not saying that this kid's going on like a killing spree by any means, but I just...
0: His stated intent is to murder Hiram. Yes. Also
1: singular um at least you you
0: know reggie's gonna get in the way of that like but any anyway yes. this this being a flashpoint where the 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 solution is empathy and vulnerability and healing and also robust infrastructural welfare support would avoid all of this in so many
1: ways yeah truly Volunteer fire departments, socialize housing, support vets with good therapy and houses when they come home from fighting a war for capitalism. <laughs> I'm not political. I don't know what you're talking yeah, about.
0: I'm working with the politics of this season. It works
1: for me. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this, feels very, this mm. feels very George Bailey. Why can't Americans live and die in a decent room in a bath? It has that quality to me.
0: You know, I've never watched It's a Wonderful Life, Chloe.
1: It has aged pretty well. There is one, maybe two sequences that have not aged well. But okay. overall, it's, it's, and they're short. Um, overall, not not doing too bad. Um, is it is it a Christmas thing?
0: We should maybe watch movie. it at a Christmas sometime.
1: I watch it every, my mom loves that movie. We watch it every Christmas. I will watch it with you this Christmas, maybe even in the same room.
0: So I gotta, I gotta um, admit to feeling called out to the two a.m. pouring some whiskey in your coffee, writing, staying up too late, dark reality. (laughs) I felt too seen with jugheads, (laughs) quiet self-destruction.
1: I wonder if we're going Uh, to. But I do love this alien scene. Yeah. So two things I thought during this episode was, one, are we going towards a substance abuse disorder storyline for Jughead? But also, Mm. how much fun must it be to be an actor in a set that's built for this? I think if I were that actor, I would ruin the shot because I'd be grinning the whole time. I'd be so excited. I'm like, I'm in this set that's shaking. This is so cool. I know that this kid's been making movies since he was a small child, and it's probably worn off for him a little. I mean, I don't pretend to know what he thinks, but um, maybe if I'd also been in the film industry since I was 10, I would have no trouble because I'd be a professional. But well,
0: um, yeah, I've, I've directed you in plays. You, uh, you click into character when you got the cool stuff going on, right? We've done like, true, like rhythmic Shakespeare sung at, at, at dusk. That was like synergized with sunfall. You, it gives yeah. you a cool, a cool set. Feeds you when you're in it. Like you would be. I'm sure you'd be shaking and vibrating with excitement in all of the pre setup and lead up, looking at all the devices. But when they put you in the center of that, and you just get to sit in it. Yeah. Oh, that's I the really sweet wish spot I of was... acting.
1: I wish I was the. Um, I don't think I'm an unattractive person, but I sometimes wish I was like standard of beauty attractive, so that mm. I could be in movies and be in shaking sets. Again, I do not feel insecure <laughs> about my appearance, but I am a different type of attractive than the one that they put in movies. Um, this
0: very specific look.
1: Yeah, this, this is uh, fun. I like this for these characters. I'm intrigued about where it's going.
0: Yep. Yep. Agreed. That's. I'm on... I'm on the alien ride.
1: On the alien ride.
0: What do we think of this blazer? Blazer dress? I... I like the reality of... Of, like, okay, yep. People in tents. That's... That's Vancouver right now. That's most cities right Mm, now in an escalated way. Ooh. Okay, yeah. Archie couldn't possibly have kept the gym open. Um... With the resources we know he had available, Archie was a one-man, uh, one-man job with support of Sheriff Keller, who then became sheriff again, and is apparently the only sheriff despite in the past having police force. Now he's just alone. So Archie made no secession plans, ran off to the army. What, was his mom going to take care of it? No. There's no key holders left.
1: That's how community infrastructure works.
0: Someone moves away. You're done. Um, yeah,
1: it's true. I love you're absolutely. I right. had you make great points.
0: I had one month of drama camp as a child. Uh, one month because the teacher moved away and no one else was qualified. So
1: bitter. <laughs> Are we getting a triangle? Are we getting a a barchi varchi triangle? Because I'm bored already. <laughs> Yeah. I'm really into barge. It's really working for me.
0: Maybe they'll just be friends. Um, maybe they'll just be I, friends. Sheriff Keller, sitting at the table, treating them as adults, grounds me nicely in Tony and Betty's age.
1: Yes. Um, do social workers generally have access to this level of... I know it's Riverdale. I know it's a television show. mm but is that true to life? I just, I, that's a real question. Uh-huh. I just don't know. And it's not really a criticism. I like these four characters around this table doing this. I'm not mad about it. I'm just curious.
0: Yes. Um, okay. So I, in Canada, um, your social work team is usually very, very distinct from law enforcement. Um, mm, okay. Be, but I'm thinking in terms of um, Canada has provincialized systems as well, right? right. So um, right, right, right. In, in Vancouver, your social worker will rarely be be in contact with forensics um but if they were missing of course the police would would be in touch with you um i don't think it it would be your job um Mm. i don't really see tony here as here as this individual social worker so much as one of the few people in this town in a position of authority right um
1: Right, right, I think right. in, makes in the small
0: community way, she defaults into, into being involved. Um, yeah. I know in, so in Vancouver uh, and in, in the lower mainland, it's uh, a police service called victim services who would be most immediately engaged with, um, with the case in a social work kind of a way with dealing with immediate, uh, immediate family needs and, and care, um, and for a longer term social services, actually, I don't, I don't know much about social services with adults. Um, I know that in long-term, in supportive care, um, folks who enter a supportive care system will usually have, uh, have a file if there is anything forensic. Uh, if there is any, if there's any background with police engagement, there'll be a forensic file. Um, but it may not be anything more than a few pages of check marks and a few notes, uh, and certainly no communication between law enforcement. I have only had, I have had a mixed bag of experience with professional communications with law enforcement regarding individual cases. Not super great. Uh, more than not, not super great. Um, I certainly don't think in, in, in most realities and certainly in cities a police officer and social worker are sitting at the same table very often on the same side. But Riverdale's different because there's no infrastructure. And so it literally is a group of elders. It is the town elders. Yeah. It is down to the, like, like, vintage village model of organizing services.
1: Yeah, um... Yeah, that's interesting. Okay, well, thanks for all that information. Now I know those things. I appreciate it. Um, I hope
0: I, hope some I of that really was liked that, riff. that. Riffing from my memory.
1: Riffing. Um, I really liked that Sorry. episode of Riverdale. How did you feel?
0: Yeah, pleased. Uh, it's a it's a good old mid season. It drives the plot forward. It makes some neat offers, uh, and our plots of the week were fun, contained. Interesting and seemingly relevant to telling a bigger story. Like, really well constructed Riverdale. Um, and Riverdale nicely seeded with multiple threads of important social dialogue.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would Riverdale's
0: agree. Riverdale's been pretty good about giving us this or that plot line as an A plot, or this this conflict, or this. Con- but in the past, it's felt much more special episode y to me than what we're getting now, the the grimdark but real grimdark uh practical complications that these characters are living in now rather than the um the wild exceptions that break their sweet suburban lives.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, I'm here for it. I'm enjoying what the show's doing. And uh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right,
0: uh, okay, so, so then I will be back with you next week. while Chloe cares for tiny baby?
1: I do care for tiny baby. Um I well, not that tiny. What a um, this job. baby in question will be mm-hmm. almost mm um, she's two in July, and um, uh, yeah, I it's a full day gig, and uh, I'm also. Um it's a live in gig as well, which is why I will not be here. And you will have Ryan and a mystery co-host.
0: Yeah. So uh tune in for more Riverdale. Um We had a hiatus between the last episode and this one and didn't even feel like it. We're just chugging on forward with this season.
1: Truly. Yeah. Good season. We're into it.
0: Alright, gang. Uh time is weird. See you whatever feels like next week to you.
1: <laughs> See you then, gang.
0: Ciao for now.